Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. What's up, enterprisers? Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we shape the mindset of the high achiever to think like an entrepreneur. We talk with masters of the craft to get the cheat codes to success, helping elite enterprisers level up and maximize their brand. I'm your host, LZ, the mayor. Now let's get to it. So, Clarine Mitchell, I'm super yes, excited to LC. have you on the show. <laughs> nice to be here. I'm excited to be in Podcast Town. I'm what? glad you accepted the invitation to come and talk with me. The first thing before we get into any of the good stuff, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. An oh yeah? An oh yeah. Oh, pfft. oh, heck yeah, I guess. <laughs> yes, oh yeah. I'm here in Podcast Town. Awesome. Couldn't refuse the invitation, so thank you for the invite. Yeah. You, so we you got a lot. Out. You got a lot going on. We'll get into that later. But the first thing before we hit record, we talked about how hard it is being an entrepreneur. Like it. Capital it, H. <laughs> capital A. Capital R. Capital D. Explanation point point point. Yeah. It, yes. Bold extremely and underlined. Mm-hmm, all yeah. of that is yeah. hard. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what, in your opinion, what makes it so hard? Other than the fact that Everything. if you don't make revenue, you right. literally are homeless and without food. But other than Ooh, that, what makes it let's hard? Let's not think about that. <laughs> I've gotten close to that. Um, but but you what, know what makes the thing it is, hard? The thing that's helped me over the years is knowing, and I'm, I'm a man of faith. Like mm-hmm. knowing and that, I'm a woman of knowing faith. that God's mm-hmm. got me. There's a, a lyric from Maverick City. Mm-hmm. It goes something like, if he dresses the lilies... In all of their splendor, how much more will he clothe you? For me. If he watches mm-hmm. over every right. sparrow, how right. much more does he love you? And that right. just lately, that's been right. replaying in my mind. It's like. And if we have that faith as a mustard seed, right? And entrepreneurship. So to your question about the hardness of it, it's been faith walking for me from the very beginning all the way through and each and every day. It's been a journey of faith walking. Trusting, I'd say that he, God, is my silent business partner. Yeah. Because I know without his his first giving me the purpose that he's put in me, the skills and the expertise that I have, and to do what I do like no one else does it, right? All of that I credit to him and the dedication and the diligence to continue moving forward. All of that is attributed, I attribute to him. So him being my partner, but the faith walking, knowing that he put it in me to do, I can do and I will do. And there's much more for me to accomplish if I continue the faith and thinking about how far I've come. Like, I think, oh my goodness, like thinking back to when I first started my business, what my rates were then versus what my (laughs) rates are now. (laughs) But that's a part of what keeps me going too, knowing that 
I'm making progress. I've impacting the lives of others. But yeah, it what makes it hard is for me, creating something out of nothing is what I did. Especially with me being a LinkedIn coach, trainer, content creator. It's not many people who do what I do. It's not the norm of like an accountant or a beautician or, you know, other professions or ways of working or having businesses that are normalized now. LinkedIn coaches aren't normalized. Coaches in general are normalized, maybe life coach or not the kind of coaching I do. So creating something from nothing, very hard to do. Not having a clue as to what I'm doing, and I admit that. I didn't, and still some days, but I figured it out, figure it out, and then keep moving. And things that don't work out well, I learn my lessons, scrape my, you know, dust my ego off, get myself together, and then keep moving forward. But getting out and starting a business from nothing, from scratch, from on a penny, sometimes what's is there a portion of a penny? Like, from, like how do you split a penny? What's less but, than a penny? <laughs> Nothing. So starting from nothing and funding myself through the the process, that was hard Mm -hmm. and continues to be as I continue to grow to get to the next level and then the next level and the next level. I always tell people I started my business, you know, they talk about bootstrapping. I was like, Mm. well, what do you call it when you have no boots Boots. or straps? Exactly. (laughs) What's that called? (laughs) That was us together then. Exactly. Mm -hmm. In terms of like entrepreneurs, because I found that over the years, if I had done the self mastery work that I've done now, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I would be like ten times further. Because a lot of times we just don't know what we don't know, what we don't know exactly who we are, what we really mm-hmm. want, what brings us joy, what doesn't. Those types of things. Yeah. Um, whereas now, in my forties, right? I mean, it's never perfect, right? right? But you get to the point where it's like, okay. Yeah, there's certain things that I'm just not dealing with no more. Right. Right. There's certain mm-hmm. people that I'm just not. Right. There's certain things that I don't want. Like, not everybody wants to be famous or whatever that means. So, but yeah, I think more and more with the show, I want to to highlight those softer skills. Like, running a business is hard with a capital H. I live it. I live it. <laughs> Every second of the day and night, I live it. I know. You don't have to explain that to me. I live it. Been living it for like five plus years now. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's, I say, it's the hardest I've ever worked, but I've always been self-driven. It's the hardest I've ever worked, but the most fulfilling. You know, so I got the entrepreneur bug late and by accident, like it was forced on me, but I cannot imagine not doing what I'm doing. Or having to work a traditional job, mm-hmm. I would be so miserable. Yeah. And the boss would be miserable too. Yes. Because they will know that I don't want to be there and I don't want to be doing that because I love the fact that I'm in alignment with my purpose and the gift that I have. And I'm able to see the impact that I'm having with my clients, the ones that put in the work and do what I teach them. <laughs> you know, so being able, as my slogan is, changing the lies one LinkedIn profile at a time so the trajectory of their lives seeing that yeah and knowing the part I played in that is just very gratifying so you didn't choose this life this life chose you right talk about that so 
2016, I had an unexpected, rather traumatic, dramatic job loss. Was at a company for just three months, left a good paying job to go work for another job. And things blew up in my face, so to speak, in three months for the first time ever. Lost a job and like it really shook my world up. For me, I have been throughout my career very work driven, very much about making a difference, putting my stamp in the world based upon the work that I did. So when I lost a job, it's like, oh, what am I supposed to do? What am I doing? And to lose a job and not get another one for almost a year, no matter what I did, no matter, you know, having my application, my resume, putting in applications nonstop, going to temp agency after temp agency, applying, 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 going to networking groups, doing any and everything I can, tapping into all the people I knew, no matter my Wealth of experience at that time, 30 plus year career at that point, the contacts that I had, the reputation, the impact I've made in the community, no opportunities were there for me. And so at a point where it was fall of 2016, I lost a job by summer of 2017. It's like, this is not working. Bills have to be paid. I need to eat. I need to pay rent. All of that. So started the business as a way of creating a job for myself. And then taking it to the next level, where it's more than just a job for myself, but really a business. And now that I say I got the entrepreneurial bug late in life, got bit, and I'm hooked. I cannot imagine having to walk away from my business or put it to the side or the back burner and go do another or go do a job, a traditional job, because... As I mentioned to you before, I will be miserable, mm-hmm. right? I, mm-hmm. I would feel like I'm cheating on my job, I mean, on my business. I would be miserable and the employer would be miserable and everyone around <laughs> me would be miserable because that energy I would take into mm-hmm. that place mm-hmm. would be showing that yeah. uh, I don't want to be here. I'm yeah. not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be working my business mm-hmm. and making a difference with people in their lives via LinkedIn. So yeah. mm-hmm. so talk about making a difference, right? So you're doing something completely different. You've never run a business before. What was the spark? Like, were you like just sitting in your house one day and you're like, I know, I'll start a business. I'll do something I've never done before. <laughs> like, how does that? You're being that facetious, happen? right? You, you know, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was a chain of events that happened really that that made it possible or doable. So first, again, didn't have a job. So I did the traditional thing that everyone is told to do. Go use LinkedIn, right? I had a profile for years, but I wasn't using it because it's the mindset or I had the mindset like people do still today that you just use it when you need a job. So I started using it and using it more proactively and consistently because I was bored to death and I needed to stay intellectually active. So I was using LinkedIn in different ways than I had done before. Starting to explore, really seeing all features that I'm like, oh, I can do this. I can do that. Like, when this happened? (laughs) Like, who knew? I was especially publishing articles consistently because my background is in print journalism and public relations. So I was publishing articles on a regular basis and getting a lot of traction from those articles. 
to the point where connection with the LinkedIn editors at that point, editor and his team, where my articles were being featured a lot and I was getting a lot of traction to the point where in the spring of 2017, I got this DM from an editor of a magazine in New York City. Wait, so that's six months from the time you decided this was going to be a thing? Before I even had a clue. I still wasn't even thinking about becoming a business owner, you know, an entrepreneur. Got it. But I'm giving you the seeds. Yeah. Like how it started aligning, lining up. Yep. So DM and from this editor of a magazine in New York, I kind of blew it off kind of initially because I'm like, yeah, right. Whatever. You're not tricking me. I'm like, here I am, black woman in Milwaukee and you want me to write an article from Anyway, I got over imposter syndrome and being suspicious, but checked her out, checked the magazine out, totally legit. So I had this opportunity that was a paid gig to write an article for this New York City magazine, cover the article. I don't bring it out the house because it's special to me. (laughs) But if I had the magazine here, the cover, the top article is my article. Oh, wow. And it was a paid gig and centerfold featured total free creative freedom, got to write about something that was near and dear to my heart. It still is. And all of that from me then actively starting to actively use LinkedIn. That was like the light bulb going off in my brain. Like, wait a minute, hold up. Like this can happen from LinkedIn. I was trying to get a job, but like, huh, I like getting that payment. <laughs> like, um. <laughs> But it started my love affair with the platform. And again, I wasn't even thinking about becoming, uh, having a business or becoming an entrepreneur. It was just, it started my love affair with the platform. So I was going to job seeker networking groups and people in those groups were seeing what I was doing on LinkedIn because I was using the platform consistently, but they didn't know what to do with the platform. So after our meetings, I would meet one-on-one with some. We would have coffee, tea, whatever. I would show them how to do something. They go on about their merry way, get a job, and I'm still trying to twiddle my thumbs and figure out what I'm going to do with my life Mm -hmm. professionally. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. At some point, it got to, like, I need to get paid for this. Because I started seeing, like, more and more people were tapping in and asking me these questions about, oh, Clarine, how you do this? Or how do you do that? Or whatever on LinkedIn. And it's LinkedIn is a platform where it's not necessarily intuitive, right, to many people. Thus, the opportunity was starting to develop for me Mm -hmm. um, mentally. And it was a quote by Frank Gaston Jr. I'm trying to make sure I say his name right. Trailblazing black entrepreneur, businessman. He said, you find a need and fill it. And that's really where the, you know, the foundation of creating businesses come from. You find a need that you can address, and then that's the foundation of your business. So all of that coming together, um, again, not being able to get a job and to the point where, okay, I have to figure out what else to do. And LinkedIn, well, initially when I started the business, it was more PR related. So I was doing press releases, crisis communication support, overall social media, and then I zoned in on LinkedIn because it is the number one social media platform for professional business purposes. So got it. That's kind of the story. I think. So where, so where did you learn business in, in this process? 
I'm still learning that as I go along. I mean, we all are. (laughs) I don't think anybody has figured it all out. Self-talk. Again, piecing it together as I go along. A lot of YouTube, university, right? Reading books. I've had along the way different business coaches. I went through Cornell's Women's Entrepreneurship Program. Went through some other programs throughout, you know, this time frame. But it's learning as I go. Trial and error. One of the things we talk about a lot on the show is self-mastery. It takes a lot of self-awareness to know that you need to know. Right. Well, you don't know. What you don't like how did where did that come from? Like you're you're doing this thing that you, you love to do, you're on this platform mm-hmm. that has quite literally changed your life. Yes, it how has did you saved ha- like, my life, I say. Yeah, where did mm-hmm. you get that the self-awareness to say, okay, here's where I am, but in order to get here, I need to go get trained on this stuff. Like, did it just happen organically? What was that catalyst? Business wise or LinkedIn? Business wise. Oh. Wanting to be successful. And not just be this be a side hustle or something for play money or whatever. Wanting to be successful and really have a business that can be so self-sustaining for me. That's but you, you know, my humble opinion is the reason why most businesses fail is because they don't know business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ironically, mm-hmm. right? It's, you know, I'm good at cutting mm-hmm. hair or mm-hmm. I can cut lawns or mm-hmm. whatever. I can do the thing. Right. But on the back end. All the pieces have to be together to allow us to be able to do what our zone of genius matches exactly. up to be, right? Exactly. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's why I was just poking a little bit because sometimes people don't get that until it's too late. And they're like, oh, well, had I known, you know, a little bit about profit, mm-hmm. loss, mm-hmm. net profit, right. um, cost of goods, and all the stuff, right. I probably would have been successful. But I don't, I don't think some people don't get to that moment of, self-realization to know, hey, I need to know the business of of my business. And maybe it was just all knowing that I needed to know that just because of my career background, right? But not having the luxury from the beginning to go through, like I didn't plan to become a business owner. So there weren't certain things that I had the luxury of putting into place before I launched my business. And so it's always been, I feel like I've been backtracking, catching up to do the things that I wasn't able to do when I first started because I was just, I needed to make money. So I was doing what I needed to do or had to do for that process, but didn't have the time to really put the foundation, the structure in place or the different components. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. You strike me as a go-getter, and I'm sure that that comes from... I don't from... know where you got that from. <laughs> well, where are you, you get getting that? that? <laughs> yeah. What makes you think that, LZ? Where'd that come from? <laughs> like, have you always been that way? Like, even as a... I, mm, let's say driven, I would say, as opposed to go-getter. Okay. A driven person. And I think I I attribute that to just life circumstances and just always wanting better and needing better and going through different challenges as I was growing up childhood wise and such. It's like, okay, there's, there's more, there's another side and always striving to get to that other side. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you become this LinkedIn go-to person. You love the platform because it changed your life. Similar to my story, right? When people, think about what I do in terms of podcasting for me is much deeper, right? It literally gave me the ability to live my dream of being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I it had so, always been a dream of yours to be an entrepreneur. Yes. Since mm-hmm. I was 14, I, I knew two things. I knew I wanted a family. 
because mm-hmm. um, I didn't have one, not the one I thought I deserved. And I knew I wanted to own my own business. So my plan uh, as a 14-year-old was <laughs> I, I knew I had to get a job. Uh-huh. I knew education was important to my mom, so I knew I had to do something. So I was like, okay, I'll just go to school. I'll get a job so mm-hmm. that I can find a wife because, you know. <laughs> she'll want you to make she'll money. She'll want me uh-huh. to, to have a job. <laughs> right. And my 14-year-old self, you know, I realized that. So I was like, all right, I'll get a job, get married, have a family, and do my side gigs. And the second that I can quit that day job and do my own thing, that's what I'll do. And that's what I did. Good for you. Took a little bit longer than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, but you point. made it but, happen. Um, but I think similar to you, like LinkedIn has shifted your life. So I'm curious to know at what moment did you look back? I did a post on LinkedIn um, the other day about you should look back. You should look mm-hmm. back over how far you've come. Oh, uh, what was that moment yes. for you when you realized, okay, this is bigger than just me starting a business on a platform. Like this is a paradigm shift. Wow. There's been moments different moments along the way. And I guess one of the bigger moments was in 2019 when I was on stage at an event in New Orleans as the opening speaker for an event. And it's like, wow. You know, so my background, you know, I went to college, my degrees in communications, right? Career, 30 plus years, print journalism, public relations. Me speaking is not a problem. If you can believe that. So, (laughs) whatever. So, being on stage as, you know, a lot of it was always on behalf of organizations or, you know, the executives that I worked for and supported and all of that. But being on stage in New Orleans, you know, on a national level as Clarine Mitchell, the business owner, founder and CEO of TCM Communications, and then publishing my book when I did that. You know, it's every time, and this is something maybe I shouldn't share, but I'm sharing. So even now, whenever I go to an event and we get the name tags, our name and the name of our business is on there. I have them all saved. All of them? Pretty much. I From all the events? Like all, Like, so when you say all... As many as I, like, I take, even if it's like in the plastic thing and our names is, I take it out the plastic, give them the plastic back, and then I take it home and I, or if it's the sticky, it's still there. So I take it off my outfit, put it on my phone case until I get home. And then there's on my wall, there's a bulletin board and I have the sheets that I have. That's awesome. And for me, wow, I don't know where this is coming from. It's going back to that faith walking and how far God has brought me with my business. And every time I see my name in the business name, it's God did that. But God, the journey that I've gone on with my business and creating it. I don't know if you want to get to this. And I I was going to say, I'm sorry, I'm not. No, no, Because this is, this is joy tears because I know the journey he's brought me on and you talk about looking back. I know how far he's brought me yeah. with my business. Yeah. I think about, you know, my first client and how that's another one, how happy I was when I got paid. Yeah. They gave me, you know, compared to what I get paid now, it wasn't <laughs> a lot, <laughs> but you know, and that's the growth, yeah, like yeah. being able to charge my worth and mm-hmm. learning the journey of mm-hmm. getting to that worth point. Yeah. But that moment when I got, yeah, that first payment from a LinkedIn coaching client and going from meeting some at a coffee shop and just, you know, being nice and doing that to 
it being an official meeting and being paid for my expertise on the spot. That was really the first one. So right? that's one thing that w- as you look about where you Wait a been... minute. Can we stop for a minute? Elsie, sure. why yeah. are you getting me to I this? I did nothing to you. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I'm glad I'm naturally beautiful where I don't wear a lot of makeup. So <laughs> then, you know. You can't I- blame me. I ain't do it. <laughs> you asked the question. We went deep. Okay. I'm back. <laughs> so as you think about where you were, where you are, and where you mm. want to be, what's that one thing that you've marked to say, okay, when I do this, or when I speak here, or when I do this, this is the, like, the, the, the not the pinnacle, but one of the, the, the markers. You really want to know? <laughs> one of the markers for me is I want to be the less brown of LinkedIn coaches and trainers. Oh. If that makes sense to you. That makes much, that makes perfect sense. Okay. So the Les Brown, the E.T., the Eric Thomas, the, you know, Iana Van Zandt, the, you know, I could go on, but the Les Brown of those who do what I do, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the, the name, the The one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when I get to that level, everything else, it goes along with it. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So that universal national international name recognition for the expertise that that I provide regarding to regarding to LinkedIn and empowering my clients to shine online with the platform and generate results. Awesome. So Uh-oh. speaking I of share LinkedIn, that publicly now. Mm. So we, we can't like not end this conversation with you telling us something about LinkedIn. Like I don't want you to give away the farm, right? We know your your expertise is very, very valuable, but what would you say the top thing that people get wrong on LinkedIn? Other than them thinking that it's only for job seekers. See, I was going right there. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the top thing that people get wrong is on LinkedIn thinking at that is just a static website versus a social media platform. When they get to the mindset of understanding it's social media, meaning that it's supposed to be lively and vibrant and engaging and that you need to show up, right, to get attention, to stand out. And that means creating content. And that's the biggest barrier. People don't know how to create content or don't do it consistently, don't create it based on LinkedIn best practices. So understanding LinkedIn is social media. With it being social media, you have to feed it with content. One, they're not real firm in what their area of expertise is. They've not identified their brand. Especially on LinkedIn, people have the the myth or the misconception that LinkedIn is very stale, very restrictive. You can only, you know, do certain kind of content and it the platform has evolved. It's changed. There's so much more you can do on LinkedIn content wise. I always say it's not necessarily what you post on LinkedIn, it's how you post it. Right. So it could be the same kind of content you post on another platform, but there's certain ways that you have to maybe spin it or adjust it so that it works on LinkedIn. I can see, you know, all day I'm scrolling on LinkedIn and see people who, you know, they're posting. Where's the comments? Where's the engagement? Where's the community building? What value are you providing where it's not just about you, but it's about contributing, educating, empowering, inspiring, and, you know, helping people to really learn and see you as a subject matter expert, secondary, but first being able to see you as someone who provides value. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you develop your skill set, your um, expertise? I know you were accepted into the LinkedIn Creator Program, so congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, other, Ooh, other that was an intense that. six weeks. Oh, that was intense. I'm sorry. Other than that, what, what are other ways that, that you're like? Because I'll tell you, I admittedly, I take issue with social media, and I'll tell you why. I, I'll tell okay, you what I, I t- Are I t- you t- including LinkedIn in that? In, you got issues with I, LinkedIn? It's not. I'm sitting here with you, in, and now you're saying this? It's not the. My issue isn't with the platform. My issue is with the the way in which social media does what it does. And what I mean by that is, yeah. I don't appreciate the fact that they are shifting and dictating how businesses operate by the algorithm and what they accept on the platform. For example, you know, everybody's complaining about the attention span is shrinking. Right. Well, if you look at the social media platforms, they're encouraging shorter, shorter, shorter content for on, on the surface on some like you look at the TikToks, the Facebook. Okay, but YouTube we're not talking about them. We're talking the about no, LinkedIn. I'm, I'm, lead, I'm, I'm, I'm moving to their direction. So, so on the surface, I generally don't like how social media platforms are dictating how businesses are reaching their audience and how they they have control over who sees what. Now, I understand that it's give and take. It's their platform. You have to play by their rules. So... What what do you think about that? Am I completely wrong? How much time do we have? <laughs> yes, you're wrong. Is, is this inter- uh, <laughs> is this conversation over? Have no. I have I effectively ended the interview? Okay, so but does what I'm saying make sense? I understand your point in reference to the other platforms, but keep in mind, especially if you're talking from a business perspective, LinkedIn is the social media platform, number one, really exclusive one for professional business purposes. So forget them other platforms. But why have, and why have an algorithm? Why not just let how, people access the audience that they've built? But you curate your reach by how you use LinkedIn and how you're connected with people or who you're connected to. So there's an algorithm to, because everyone can see everything, right? So there has to be an algorithm, but you can control or you can cultivate your algorithm or your newsfeed rather by your content, who you engage in, and the people you're connected to, the hashtags you follow and all of that. But let me get back to something before I forget. Like, yes, I understand the brevity of our mindsets now because of social media, but especially with LinkedIn, long form content is encouraged as well, right? Even with LinkedIn lives or with the newsletters or publishing articles, there's an appetite for that on LinkedIn or thought leadership wise. And for certain populations, yes, you can do quick 10 seconds or less videos or other, you know, kind of quick content. But long form content is on there as well and performs well. LinkedIn consistently year after year is trusted or ranked as the most trusted social media platform because the content is at a whole different level on the platform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting the sense I'm just reading the room here that I should probably <laughs> move on to something else. 
<laughs> no, we can, we can, we can continue to talk about it, but like, I don't appreciate the shade you putting on it LinkedIn. Like, was, that's why I said in general. I didn't <laughs> say LinkedIn. I didn't okay. I said in, in general. Okay. Well, Lee, so what? So what, what should people be posting? Like, because the algorithm changes all the time. And so, I, and, and I no. So can what we, should people be be posting? Should they focus on long form? Is short form com- combination of both? So let me first say, I I appreciate how you said the algorithm is always changing. That's why I encourage my clients don't even focus on the algorithm because it is always changing. You focus on your brand and providing quality content and building community by engaging in an authentic way. Don't worry about the algorithm. Let the algorithm do what it does because it's always changing you. When you first you think you figured it out, soon as you think you figured it out, it's going to change. Yeah. So why spend energy doing that? Understanding the platform, the best practices, and using it consistently based on that. Got it. So in the other question, all of that. Got it. <laughs> all of that kind of content. Don't be, don't be, st- you know, stale where it's just, okay, I just do LinkedIn lives. No. Or I just publish articles or newsletters or I just do, you know, graphics and small captions with that. You know, have that variety there with your content. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit earlier about paradigm shifts and changes. You're, kind of going through a big change now right yet another one that's my life change 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 yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's i'm excited about this one though it wouldn't have happened if 29 no what am i talking about this is 2023 right it is 2023 (laughs) last time i checked (laughs) whatever um so unfortunately so events of 2022 included me going through a divorce Mm -hmm. because of that experience and me having freedom now to look at my life differently and live my life on my own terms. That has then now prompted me to soon be relocating from greater Milwaukee area to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I am thrilled, super excited to um, be embarking on this journey, going feverishly through the process of trying to declutter. It's, yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> um, declutter and pack and prepare and for my move, but moving to Tulsa. Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you told me you're moving in June, right? Mm-hmm. That's the plan. And that's if the, I can make like, it sooner. Oh, yeah. Literally the middle of summer. So it's going to be really hot. And I'm going to be indoors getting my place perfect. Doing that, summer, I guess. <laughs> I'm so not I'm not naturally a heat person. So like that's gonna be one of my challenges that I'm gonna be dealing with in Tulsa, but I'm ready for it. I'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. I have a home based business where majority of the time I'm in the house on my computer, so I'll be fine under air. As long as I have central air, I'll be all right. Got it. And when it cools at night, then I'll get out and explore and then hibernate back until the sun goes down. Got it. Well, hopefully you'll come back and visit us every um, every now and then. Or maybe I'll come to, to Tulsa and do a follow-up interview. That'll be fine. I, I travel for paid events, for paid speaking and training. So maybe that'll bring me back to Milwaukee. Huh? All right. You guys heard it here. So have you had to do any adjustments in your business? Like, um, so, so two questions. Have you or are you doing any adjustments in your business for the move And given what you just told me in terms of where you want to be, in terms of the name, are you shifting some things behind the scene to get to that to that point? 
Oh. So this move process is really consuming all of my time and energy right now and keeping things going as, you know, I'm navigating from my old life to my new life. And but in reference to the business, I still see myself, you know, I went mostly virtual, really exclusively virtual because of the pandemic. And it's worked well for my business. So I don't see that changing. And that's a part of even me moving to Tulsa and being a part of the Tulsa remote program because I have a home-based business or um, a remote-based business. But I do want to get back to incorporating more in-person speaking. Before the pandemic, I was traveling the country speaking. I love and it sounds crazy to some people, especially the introverts of the world. I'm not an introvert. So I love being on stages in front of hundreds of people and speaking. So I'm looking forward to getting back to doing that now that, you know, we're moving further away from the pandemic. Things are opening back up. So looking forward to getting back into the groove of that as well. Got it. Got it. So what does 2023, the rest of this year, hold for you? So we've moved. It's it's August, September, and November. <laughs> we've gotten that past. Got I'm past all settled that. in You're Tulsa. All settled in. Tulsa, Tulsa. So I've said, and this is not necessarily business related, so I'm not sure where you're going with that question. <laughs> I claim the word golden as my word for the year, and that is from Jill Scott's living my life like it's golden. And that's what the rest of this year will be about me doing what makes me happy. That speaks to my soul and that, yeah, living life on my own own terms, living my life like it's golden. Got it. Mm -hmm. Do you think you'll ever have employees? Where did it come from? Where was the ship? There was no transition there. Like here's a transition, right? Cause you told me like, you're going to be a world recognized brand, right? Well, I am that already. Well, you but said I you want to be the, the go-to, like the, the, the Les Brown of LinkedIn coaches I, and trainers. Yes, and I understand that a lot of times it, it's it's hard for us to get where we think we need to go mm-hmm. alone. So mm-hmm. that's where the question is coming from. Like, do you ever see yourself bringing on people to to help with with the with TCM? Is that something that you you've considered? So there, there's I'm I'm going somewhere with that question. When the time is right and the right people present themselves. So very much what I do is driven by me and my personality and my knowledge. And so, of course, I see myself expanding to the point where I'll need support staff. So, yes, but it, it will be based on the right people being presented because I've, I've enjoyed and I still do enjoy working on my own, answering to just me and being responsible for just me. Mm-hmm. But to get to that certain level i know i will need certain support so like when i do events now there's people that i bring on to support me for events so as things get much busier i may have to have some people doing that full-time got it or part-time or whatever the process will be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anything that i did not ask that i should have why tulsa why am i moving to tulsa i want to share that so because it's Again, living my life on my own terms and just how things connect over time. And you look back and you don't know what's going on until, so even the divorce. But I wouldn't have the opportunity to move into Tulsa. I wasn't single now, free and loving it. Um, But in 2021, after having COVID and thinking like literally being as sick as I had been, ever had been in my life, didn't know if that was the end or not for me. So when I got well, 
I needed to see my family. So I went on a road trip on my own, got in a car, went from here to Memphis on my own to see family in Memphis, then went to Texas to see family in Texas. And on my way back the night before, you know, I was heading to come back home. It's like, oh, from where I was in Texas, it said I had to go through Oklahoma. And I'm like, wait a minute, Oklahoma. And that 2021 was the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre. And I'm like, I'm going to Tulsa. My goal was to go to Tulsa just to visit, you know, go do the visitor, you know, tourist kind of thing. Pop in a couple hours, get back in my car and continue coming home. Nope. I couldn't leave. That city has been calling me since then. I didn't want to leave when I left. And so now having the opportunity to go back and to live and to be a part of the rebuilding of Black Wall Street, the Greenwood District as a Black entrepreneur and just the energy synergy that's going on there. But something about that city that the ancestral pull for me, and I'm just so thrilled about the opportunity to go and that'd be my next chapter. So wait. So your family's not in Tulsa. I don't it know. It just happened to be on the way. That is Back amazing. Home, wow. Right. I visited family in Memphis and in Texas and on, on, on the way back home. I went because it was the 100th anniversary back in 2021 wow. from the 1921 race massacre that mm-hmm, occurred. Mm-hmm. And when I went, I just like in my hotel room. I wrote an article, got the article published um, locally and while publishing on LinkedIn and got it published somewhere else. Like I had to process. What? Why are you looking like that, Elsie? So wait, you're in your hotel room as you're visiting the city? Writing an article. And you wrote the article and you got it published? The power of LinkedIn. In the same. Wait, wait. So what? So anyway, like <laughs> you just, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so like so excited about being able to now go and run my business from Tulsa. That's super cool. So you went right, like literally right through my hometown when you went to I-57 to Memphis. Like you, if you blink, you miss it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to avoid it <laughs> when I drive to move back down. To move, I'm gonna avoid that. That long, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. long. It's pretty long. Flat mm. and boring. Mm-hmm. So this has been great. Thank um, you. I appreciate you taking the time. It's really, really cold outside. So you bundled up and you made, <laughs> you made it. So we appreciate Sub-zero it. Temperature, temperatures. And I, yeah, bundled up and came way, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we appreciate it. It made me cry. I Never it have I it on a my podcast. Fault. During a media interview, I don't think ever. I cannot, I cannot take responsibility for that, Clarine. <laughs> okay. If people want to reach out to you, <laughs> learn more about your business, learn mm-hmm. more to keep track of your move. I'm sure you'll be mm-hmm. posting mm-hmm. on LinkedIn about mm-hmm. the. I've been the sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, how can they get in touch? How can people get in touch with me? Yes. Interesting question. LinkedIn, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's where I send everyone LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is so much more comprehensive than people um, view it. So I send everyone there and then they can check out my full profile, all my content, uh, my contact information, DM me there. Let me know that they saw me on your podcast. And But on LinkedIn, that's the easiest way to connect with me. Cool, cool. Well, thanks again for your time. Thank you. 
If you got value from today's show, we want you to join the Enterprises Elite email list for more nuggets and resources. And remember, no excuses, just execution. Go get it. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.